Hello, and welcome to the Cloud Cone Podcast. My name is Sean. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about, I don't know, actually. <laughs> we're going to be talking about some far out questions and... Yeah. And we're going to like sort of like pick each other's brains and everything. And we would love to see your insight and your take on some of the topics that we're going to be talking today. Some like existential questions or anything like that. That's pretty much what we're going to be talking Welcome about. Welcome here. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, I just will, I'll bring it up. What I, I had the idea. So did Sarah. Mm-hmm. And we just never talked about it, I guess. So today we were talking about it and I was like, well, I have all these questions, right? As everybody does. Mm-hmm. And about the world, like about the world that we live in. Mm. Of course, you know, we're humans out here. So, of course, we got to question everything. But basically, like what we were discussing is like we went to we went from theories that we've heard and that had some truth to them and why they had truth, like truth in them, like theories of like crazy things. Right. You know, like mythology, stuff like that. Then it led to how the earth, you know, around us is specially made for us. And then we went to space and then we went to coming back to earth. Like why we, we came sh- back to earth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why well, we should take care of it. And mm-hmm. there were our thoughts on, you know, billionaires having to spend money to help out the earth and they should pay more taxes or stuff like that, you know, like, or they should contribute more. Cause a wealth. lot of people have a lot of like, everybody's hating on the Amazon guy because, Oh, he has all this money. Well, who's giving him that money? It's yeah. all, if you ever had a class in economics, it's supply and demand. If there's no demand, he can't supply anything. And so he won't be producing anything. So he, you are funding him. Yeah. And so money talks and that's how it talks. Yeah. I was like, cause well, we'll get, in, I guess we'll get in, like, we'll get into all those questions. But what we were talking about just recently before we started is like, because I had this thing where, you know, everybody talks about billionaires and how they should contribute more, which is like, yeah, it's true. They're not obligated to, because I mean, they're not doing it, but they are contributing to charity and stuff like that. I mean, some of them, most of the time, people with money try and give back and stuff like that. Yeah, but And people will be like, oh, they're doing it for tax write-offs or something like that like the billionaires can't ever win but i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be that uh that person that you know they'll be like you made too much money because that's not capitalistic yeah i I was like now you have to do this with your money it's like well it's my money i made it no i was like well because people will come at me and they're like imagine you know you're you're uh, defending a billionaire right Mm -hmm. it doesn't care about you or something like that right and it's like no that's what I'm trying to say is that Jeff Bezos, we'll just use him as an example. You can use whoever, Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, but they got billions of dollars, right? And mm-hmm. they did this, you know, this example where they took like a million grains of rice and then a billion grains of rice and they did a comparison. And of course, yes. it's like crazy amount on the billion. But I was like, if you don't want him to have money, don't buy his product. <laughs> don't use his product. But then they're going to tell me that's not even understand like that's not even in the in the mind frame it's like amazon or whatever because he's made it into his life it's like saying don't have a cell phone yeah and I'm like, like it's something you're living and adapted to yeah i was like well if you don't like who has the money we give him the money yeah, exactly <laughs> like, but that's what i was saying i was like if i had that much money I, of course i would help out the earth because i was like i don't need billions right I was like, I'd be fine with a couple millions. 
Yeah, it's more money. It's just more money. There's a point that it doesn't. I was like, because I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, I don't know what Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not a billionaire, of course. (laughs) Right. But it just it begs the question, like, if you had that much money, what would you do, right? Mm -hmm. As far as helping the earth or helping your fellow man Mm -hmm. or woman, and. I don't know. For me, it would be like, I would like to create something where it's like a bunch of billionaires get into like a room, I guess, you know, like the, the quote unquote 1%. Yeah. And kind of like everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody has a job, right? I was like, I don't know how you would get it together. I don't know what I would do if I did it, but it's like someone's in charge of water pollution. Yeah. Someone's in charge of, you know, air pollution. Someone's in charge of the rain energy stuff or like that yeah like restorable energy and, and i was like if every billionaire has a certain like oh this is what you're in charge of then they'll be like okay they can focus all the they don't have to focus on everything right yeah it's like if somebody comes to jeff Bezos, they're like why aren't you using your money it's like where do you even begin like i guess you can put money in each thing but i was like there's always going to be a problem yeah, it's kind of like you only get 10 kicks. So do you can't and kick t- and 10 different soccer balls or do you kick one soccer ball to the goal 10 times? Yeah. And so I don't know. It was, it, we were just talking about that and it was a good question, I guess. And see, this is my flip the script on like, oh, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it. My thing is like the people out there that are literally doing things that are or like making money that is at a cost and the cost is the earth. Like mm. things that they're making, they're actually literally damaging the earth. Yeah, That to me is like, no, that isn't your money. Mm. You are, cause my whole theory is, and like the thing that runs in my mind is we don't inherit the earth. We are borrowing it from our children. And so you are making money on taking away from your children. That's why I can't can't get in my my mind. It's like these guys that are literally know that they're destroying. How could you not? Or are you that ignorant or that blinded that, you know, doing all this pollution and all that kind of stuff. And do you have kids? Like, do you think about your kids or whatever? And so anyway, so my thing is like, there should be quote unquote, a syntax on that because you are, it should be, you know, I know in like when you're building something, you have to destroy so many trees. You are heavily taxed for how many quote unquote trees that you take down, like good, whatever, something along those lines should take effect because if your product, if you're putting this much pollution, driving your planes all across the United States or whatever, there should be quote unquote, a sin tax or environmental tax on that because or do it where like I forget the word is escaping me, but basically that this whole zero um, f- uh, footprint, what is it called? Carbon footprint. Yes. If your company is where you are giving back as much as you're taking in, then it zeroes out. And I don't understand why that's not more of a focus. And you yeah. can't tell me that, oh, because we haven't figured it out yet because we were using whale blubber for candles for so long mm. and it wasn't until they were literally going to run out that they found something else. Yeah. And so you can't, and then, you know, especially in the jail cells, did you ever watch those videos where they're like, this is the stuff that they made with napkins, straws and whatever. And they like this one guy actually made a potato gun and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, 
So we have the manpower. It's not a, a matter of not figuring it out. Yeah. It's just a mindset. Well, because they're not going to, because it's like, they're not going to waste their time figuring out something else unless it's a major thing. Like it's Exactly. Like, so how do you make it yeah. a major thing? That's the, that's, I, I was like, get cynical here. I was like, <laughs> we'll be on two different things. Where it's right. Because like, to me, humanity has always been totally flawed. Like humanity is, it can be beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like there can be great moments in, in humanity. But most of the time, humanity is the way that it's like, I'm not going to fix a bigger problem until it arises, right? It's like, if, yeah. if it's working, people say... If it's if not it, broke, then it's not fix it. Yeah. Well, and then I'll be, you know, what's her face in Black Panther? It's like, everything can be improved. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, we can change how we, you, you know, use the world. It's like, we can focus more on recycling. We can do all this stuff, right? But we're not going to until someone's like yo if we don't recycle this earth we ain't gonna be able to breathe right yeah and then even it's already like to a point that they could say all this stuff and the people still try and the people are saying that we can still do that like every single piece of plastic that we've ever made is still on this earth yeah and it's like we're we're not gonna fix it until it's absolutely you know too late of course but that's the way humanity is you know one person is going to feel like they can't do enough, right? And yeah. like you need a bunch of people to make a change. And so, but humanity is not going to be able to do that because there's always going to be somebody who's going to be like, that's yeah. absolutely dumb. Because it's weird because it's like a lot of people can make a change, but they all have to have a positive mindset. But if they go against one negative person, they actually have more, ne- they actually have more power because to me, negativity will get into your mind and it would actually bring down the whole crowd, I guess. Oh, yes. Yeah. My thing is like, cause I've had these conversations with my children is like, if there's anything that I can say and then I can prove to them is like, don't think so globally because you will be swallowed. Yeah. But if you focus just on you, just on you, you will affect everybody else around you. Cause me, just me, me and my husband, we try to do the best we can just on our life. We, we try to recycle, we try to reduce there and there. And then, I mean, just our eating habits can do whatever. I'll yeah. just put it this way. When me and my husband six or five years ago, Oh, actually it will be six years on February 15th. Whenever we went vegan and there was nothing out there. There was nothing for us. Like we were eating like more like a whole plate and a whole plant food like diet because it wasn't easy to get to the vegan butter or vegan hamburgers or everything yeah. like that. So this whole thing, like when we first started, yeah, we came against a lot of resistance. We lost friends, whatever, and all <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. It was really weird. Um, not that we were like super preachy about it. Like, of course we were excited about it. Whenever you learn something or have a revelation or something helped you, you're naturally one I'm going to share. Yeah. But then we realized that, you know, that's your journey. This is my journey mm. kind of thing. But because of that, even though we just continued on, we went, I remember it was like only 5% of the population was vegan, but now look in five years, now we have, there's more alternative milks than there is regular milk now. Yeah. And so the whole idea of like, oh, it's just me. Yes. It's just you. And that's enough because yeah. that's all I'm asking you. 
because then you will influence others because now I have four girls that are more hyper aware of that kind of they've been exposed to that reality and now I have them thinking outside that box kind of thing so I don't know and you can look at the election that whole thing that one lady in what Carolina or whatever she got she didn't get the vote and stuff like that so she took her little hind butt and like helped and so forth and now she's getting she's nominated for a Nobel Prize or something like that for taking initiative you like oh yes the masses were against her but she decided like I'd rather say like oh how much can I actually accomplish my question to you is like how much can you get away with that way you're not limiting yourself to like what you think you can accomplish Let's just ask the other questions like how far could you actually get? And then that way that that opens up. There's no box. Now there's just like, just let's see how far we can go. Let's see, see how far we can go with this rather than the other way around, because then you're not putting a line over it. But that's like, that's what like my train thought and anything is like, okay, instead of, oh, I have 30 pounds to lose. Let's do it another way. How safely and healthy can I, how much can I lose? Yeah. And then so that way it opens the gates instead of like being bogged down by the weight of what you need to get done rather than seeing, I just want to see how much I can get away with. Yeah. And that, and that's, and that sparks our inside of us, the curiosity, because we're always curious human beings. Mm-hmm. You're like, eh, let me see how much I can do. Like how much could I get accomplished right now? Yeah. Ask that question and see how much energy you get from that rather than being like, oh, wow, we got to solve pollution and all this kind of stuff. Because we have other countries that are right now figuring those answers. Like, I think it the difference in engineering, Europe engineering compared to America engineering was explained to me this way. America is like, okay, we want to get 200 or 6,000 horsepower out of this engine. European engineering is like, how fast can we go? That is their question versus our question. And who usually has a better engine? I don't know. You can, I'll leave that up to your debate, but <laughs> I'm like, but I'm thinking it's like they're constantly seeing how far can we get away with? How far can we get away with something? And let's do it for the good part instead. Yeah. There are basically two schools of thought to me, right? Mm-hmm. Is you can either look at it how, because if I put it in perspective, is like, we just looked this up, right? It's like the world has been here four billion years. Yeah. We've been like humans have been here for six million. And then put it in perspective, we looked up how long dinosaurs have been on the earth and they have been on the earth for sixty-five million. Sixty-five. We've been here for six. Great job. <laughs> what wiped out the dinosaurs? Happy six million anniversary. <laughs> yeah. What wiped out the dinosaurs was not their own demise. But the outside source. Yeah. But it was like, <laughs> so we've been here for 6 million years, right? The world that we live in is actually not, it's, it's minuscule compared to the universe, right? Oh, yeah. I was like, you're basically like a speck of dust, you know, in the universe. But you have two schools of thought, right? You can either see that as I'm nothing, so I'm not even going to try. Or you can see it as, well, if I'm not, if I'm nothing, then why not? try and you know be the best that i can or be be like oh what a coincidence that i'm here amongst this kind of thing like like, for everything to come into a line like yeah there's this vast galaxies and how rare are we mm. 
And rather than saying, you know, oh, I'm nothing or I can be, wow, I'm something. Yeah. I was like, there's two, those are my like things. It's like there, you have two schools of thought. It's like you can either be like very small, not going to try. <laughs> or it's like very small, might as well try and make a difference where I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a, you know, you're in a pile of dust. Right. And I was like, or you're in a pile of sand and you're only a grain. Right. Mm-hmm. Can you change that pile? Or are you just going to sit there and just be part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was my big thing is because I can go on about, you know, humanity and how I feel about it. <laughs> as far as from my experience, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the opposite is me is that um, I, I've seen. I've seen both ugly and bad or whatever, but it's all perspective. It's always been like the horrible thing that happened with like Hurricane Harvey that like drowned and affected so many people, but it only showed how much of a community we can become in that because so many people came out of the woodwork just to come and help you with your house. So many churches, people, businesses, and that's what really what we should be. And then during this pandemic, how many businesses were like willing to, okay, I know it's tough to, I remember like both my car insurance and my phone um, was like, we will not cut you off if you can't pay us or whatever or whatever. And so we can, that is not an issue is just that um, we will always have that dynamic of, you know, the good and the bad and all that kind of stuff. Cause Well, it's because, I don't know, if you've seen, like, now I'm not trying to say humanity is only based in America. It's like, but my experience is only in America. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen that that little snippet of, like, uh, I can't remember his name. I want to say it's Jeff Daniels. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the guy that plays in Dumb and Dumber, right? The, uh the second guy, Harry. Obviously I mean, not Jim Carrey. <laughs> not Jim Carrey. Yeah. And uh, he starts off where they ask him why America's, you know, the greatest country in the world, right? And mm. he says, like, it's not the greatest country in the world, right? Mm-mm. And then he's like, you know, the only good things that we are is, like, you know, inmates per capita and, like, all this stuff, right? So, and he says America's not the greatest. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it has some truth because then he starts listening to a bunch of facts. And I was like, okay. And I was like, this is an old TV show, I guess, or it was, like, in a TV show. I was like, so I don't know how much truth is. I didn't look up. I didn't fact check. Right. Mm -hmm. But he has some, he was right. He's like, America's not the greatest, you know? And then he kind of says like, yo, we used to, you know, fight for what's right. We Mm -hmm. used to be like all together. And it's like, there used to be competition between uh, countries. Right. I was like, who can Mm -hmm. make it to space first? Mm -hmm. You know, who can do this? Like, we need some of that back. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, who can make the world better? I think I remember he was like a professor and it was actually a play or something like that. He was putting together. Yeah. At least I remember that, that he was, it was a stand up, but it was to voice his opinion. It was like, he was a professor and they wanted him to do something. And then like, he was feeling a guilty conscience of saying like, this isn't the, we could do better. Mm. Yeah. Cause he makes a joke. He's like, oh, the Knicks, right? Yeah. They're like, no, I'm going to need you to answer, do a little better. Yeah, yeah. Why America's the greatest country. He's like, well, it's not. Yeah. But <laughs> Anyways, so I was like, we kind of like don't have a topic here. So like, I was like, I mean, there's not really. I mean, we are. We're asking some like major questions. Yeah. And that's one of the things that bothers me the most about humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. Is like we don't 
We don't work on ourselves until it's absolutely necessary. We just always find, we always, and I was like, okay, maybe it's just the negativity, right? Like, <laughs> the negativity is just sticking with me because it's like, I've seen a lot of bad things happen with humanity. And I was like, there's so much bad things that happen with us, right? Granted, there's a lot of good, but I mean, it's not, it's not shown. Yeah, because it doesn't make the news. Yeah, which is like understandable. And it's like, you can be good, be kind to people and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But of course, they're going to show the bad stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of bad stuff that was easily avoidable. But the way that humanity is, is not going to like we could be so much better. But I think it's just ego in the way. Right. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a balance. I mean, like you have two energies and the whole thing of like, oh, we we won't be pulled to something until. We have to or whatever. And it's because like my chemistry teacher, professor would say is like cells want to be at rest yeah. because they're formulated because you wouldn't survive as a caveman if you were constantly hyper and like running laps all the entire time because you didn't know when your next meal was going to happen. Yeah. So you're naturally your body wants to be comfort. That is, um, that's actually like a thing that's addressed in religion or at least, uh, Christianity is that you, there's this idea that you have, it's, it's a spirit, a soul and your flesh or your body, which is just your natural body was like, you know what? I'd rather sit on the couch yeah, and well, then, and all that kind of stuff. And so that thing is because it doesn't ask for more of you and you want to rest and you kind of want to do that. Yeah. And so, and it's a selfish thing because on some level it, it has self-preservation in it. But then that's where the kind of the soul and the spirit, the mindset is like you, but then you're given will and then the right and wrong and knowing that, and it's, that is your will to choose. Do you want to sit on the couch or do you want to go out there and do something that's better? And then seeing where you get the better need and the yeah. whole thing with kids, like well, you want the instant gratification or. It's obviously proved in nature as far. Like they did an experiment. I don't know if you heard of it, but I actually don't know who made it, but <laughs> I forgot the name of it, of course. Now forever now if he's looking at stuff and I'm like, I take a note. Yeah. But uh so what they did is like they grabbed they grabbed a baby monkey, they put it into like a cage, and they had a bottle over like a monkey that was made out of metal. Oh yes. Yeah, and then it's they the had the one thing. with the the blanket, right? Yes. And it's nurture over nature, right? It's like, you want to feel comfortable. So he was like only sticking to the blanket, only going to the food if we needed it, but he wouldn't stay there. Because it was uncomfortable. Because it was uncomfortable. And it was like, you wouldn't, even if it was like, you have to pick one or the other, you would think in your mind, yeah, going for the food. So I can like, survive. So I can survive. But it's a baby, right? It's going to go after what feels comfortable. It's like, that's natural. Nurture. Yeah. And so, but... What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. You trying to say, you were trying to say like humanity. You feel naturally is just, or you feel like is naturally bad, yeah. rather than, and then good is has to be learned, mm -hmm. which is a very religious way of thinking because that's essentially what like really just like we are all born into sin. We naturally are selfish and everything like that, and we don't learn <clears throat> to be good until we have like like the whole spiritual thing or whatever we, you know, 
take God into our heart or whatever you want to say. And that's where good come from because it's not naturally in us. We actually inherit that thing. That's a religious point of view. I don't know. Well, it's just because from, again, this is from my experience. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, because I'm not trying to come at humanity. I'm not trying to come like, if you're listening to this now, don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's a really good kid. I was like, don't think that I'm just like, oh, I hate you initially. I hate you. But from my experience, it's like, everybody puts on a mask, right? And it's nothing bad but putting on a mask, right? You need a mask to pretty much put out to the world. But when that mask starts to crack, right? Mm Mm-hmm what shines through mm-hmm. and the only way that you can know for sure is if you're in a situation right where it's either you be selfish like it's a survivability thing right it's like you could be selfish and save yourself or you can be kind to save others mm-hmm. but not a lot of people are going to go through that situation we're not in war times we're not like there's no you cannot fight know or for flight sure. yeah and from what i've gained is most people would be selfish right they would save themselves. And I'm not going to dog them for that. I'm not going to be it like. It reminds me of like, this one video. <laughs> for saving yourself. There's this girl that I watch on like, it's not TikTok, but something like that. And it was her and her husband do, both do videos and they have two kids together. They're like toddlers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, uh, and he's doing a prank on his wife and she's coming. He's in the car with the two kids. And then she's coming from the house. She's just stepping into the car and he's got it in his lap recording. And he's like, I'm going to pretend that there's a bee in the car. She gets in. He's like, babe, no, get out. There's a bee. And she's like, oh, my God. And runs in the house and yells at him, get the kids. And she's inside the house. <laughs> like, hold up. <laughs> Wait a second. Like, Honey, you know I'm allergic. What the hell? <laughs> I And I actually am allergic. But that's all I'm saying. It's like you wouldn't know for sure. And then whenever you, I mean. Until you get to that point. Until you get to that point. And it's like you can be kind, but just from what i've known is like people tend to be kind to prove to themselves that they're not selfish and it's like so or they want to can agree to a point well they i would say that they want to yeah. be like they want people to know like they want people to see as like oh look at me giving me this dollar like, uh, there are people like that and there's also other people like just me personally uh, as in a real and i guess it was a religious thing is like um or belief thing that it was put on my heart that like, do I really care? Then I would do the small stuff if people are looking or not. Yeah. And so as a personal thing, I guess you could say to prove themselves is like every time I would see trash outside a trash can, I would go ahead and put it in the trash. Yeah. Or if I, there was one moment that I was in Walmart a long time ago and just a loaf of bread just fell out or something, or there was a loaf of bread on the ground or something like that. And so I went over there just not even thinking about it and putting it away. And this lady looked at me, she's like, Oh, that was really nice of you. Mm. Like, but it wasn't for her. It was for me. Yeah. But does the motive matter? I mean, that's the other question is like, if I'm just doing good for myself to prove to myself, or I mean, I don't like it when you have to put it in front of other people. Cause I think you get like in the Bible, it does say like, if you do something in front of others, your reward has already been given yeah and so and stuff like that but it's still doing good yeah well yeah i understand that because i mean but if you or if you take the movie i don't know if you've seen it seven pounds right and will I smith have yet to see that i keep okay. meaning to see it so well, i haven't seen it will smith you gonna ruin it for me okay go ahead <laughs> spoiler <alert. laughs> if you don't want to hear it i mean it's been out for like freaking seven years i know shit. but 
<laughs> I have a busy life. Uh, so he's looking for like people who are good inside, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. he needs to find these people who are good inside for a reason. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him, why me? Right. Mm-hmm. Why'd you pick me? Mm-hmm. And he said that because you were good. And he was like, no, but seriously, like, why me? And he was like, you don't understand that you are kind even when people are watching or whenever people aren't watching. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, you know, he kind of like followed him and stuff like that, was watching mm-hmm. him without him knowing. And he saw that he would be doing kind things when no one was around mm-hmm. or like no one was paying attention. And I just don't, I rarely see that. Mm. And it was like, well, I mean, that could just be me that I don't see a lot of people, but. I think you just do the gratitude exercise where you look for like good things every day. You'll start to see it. I think yeah. that's the mindset thing. It's kind of like you're shopping for a Jeep and all of a sudden you see a ton of Jeeps everywhere. Uh, well, it's like, don't, what I'm trying to say is the world is great, right? It's like, there's a bunch of things to be happy about. And also improve on. Yeah. <laughs> But as far as as far as humans, from my experience, I don't get me wrong. If somebody does something great or somebody does something, you know, kind, I take note and I'm like, that was really nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but <laughs> I just see a lot of bad things happen. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of bad things happen in my childhood. Yeah. Because well, they don't pay attention to a kid. Right. You're not going to like if you do something selfish, or you do something bad. Most of the time you don't think a kid's going to know, right? Because what's the mindset? What's that is the, a novice thinking, yes, but like they're mimickers. Yeah, I was like, what's the thinking? It's like, you, oh, you can, they're not going to remember, right? They will remember on some level. <laughs> I was like, but they do. Yeah. And uh, another thing is like, you know, you, you listen to these kids and stuff like that, right? And the stuff that they spew is from their parents. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's like some of the stuff that they spew is like totally terrible. But mm. it was like, where could they have gotten that from? Yeah. I was like, they're not watching daily news. Yeah. <laughs> or even if they, like, uh, the environment that they're subjected to, subjected to is of their parents' choosing as well. And that's why it's so important to make sure what they're viewing. Like, that's why I have such a, like, love-hate yeah. relationship with YouTube. Because even kids' YouTube, some of it's, I'm like, even Disney. Like, don't yeah. even get me started. The whole, like, oh, yeah, Talk back to your parents. They don't know anything until you prove to them that you were right. A 16 year old yeah. getting married. Watch Brave and it's like, oh, you turn your mother into a bear. <laughs> and all is forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> no, my thing is like almost everyone, like a parent either dies or they're just really overprotective, like a little mermaid. Yeah. Everything she did was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, but. Like I'm just I want to get this off my chest because like I can uh, I can see that people will see me as being cynical towards humanity and it's like well, aren't you human and it's like well yeah but I mean I'm not gonna be able I'm not gonna disassociate myself and not critique <laughs> yeah it's or like, like you see that but you don't want to be that and so you're being self aware of humanity and around you and you choose to be different because because. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be friends if you were just always. <laughs> if I was just always negative all the time. I mean, you have some dark humor and that's, I guess, your way of getting it off your chest. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because I talk to a lot of, I guess, like a lot of men will come to me and they'll be themselves, right? Oh, God. <laughs> and it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't. But that's the thing is like, it's all your environment. And I, I think you have to, Why? who you choose to be around you. Like you and I've had that discussion before. It's mm-hmm. like, 
who is your influence? Who is your environment? And that's also that's why when I was thinking about getting a job, is like, what is the work culture like? Yeah. Because I am now exposing 40 hours of my life that definitely I'm going to take something home. Mm. So like whenever you're getting a job, don't do it for the money. Do not make any decision solely on money. Well, if it's $80 an hour, I mean, I but there's a price <laughs> on that, you know, like, are you mentally strong enough? Because there's a reason why they pay you salary. There's a reason they pay you that high amount. Mm -hmm. There's either it's demanded of your education or your experience or is because of the job, not you. Yeah. And the job is so risky or it's, I mean, the whole like chemical plants. And we have a lot of people that work at the plants around here. And that's where a lot of money is to go if you don't have a really good education mm. or anything like that. Because they'll basically drain it out of you. Why they pay so much? Because it literally does shorten your life. It literally makes you have a lower quality life because you're not seeing your family as much. That is the cost yeah. of those $80 an hour. So never make a decision solely on money. Because you're paying it somewhere. So. I don't know. $80 is <laughs> like, $80. $80 is $80. I was like, you get the 80 or you get like, oh yeah, we're paying 12 And see that I've come to a point in my life that peace, contentment mm. is it, anything that costs me that is too expensive. Yeah. So in like budget your life and live your budget. And then so like right now I give up, you know, having a better car, having a bigger house or whatever, yeah. because my quality is I can have, I can work on me yeah. to be a better mom for my kids and to be a better wife to my husband and to be a better friend mm -hmm. that, so I'm giving up those material things to have a legacy instead yeah. that I think is going to be more beneficial for people around me and me. Yeah. I was like, so I said, I talk about, you know, you know, humanity is bad, but I was like, don't get me wrong. I have flaws, of course. Yeah. And it's like, we all do. We're human. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if we didn't have flaws, we'd be the perfect being, but that's not, and the we case. would never replicate. And then, <laughs> yeah, but I was I like, if it. I can throw out my flaws, right. Cause my flaws is like, you know, I want, I want all that money. Right. Yeah. But I want it because it's like, I want everybody around me to be well. Mm -hmm. it's not that i want it's just me like i was like i'm not because it's really low mind. as beaver says so lonely <laughs> i mean if anybody takes a moment and just look at celebrities and famous people and stuff like that they don't have the things that they really want mm -hmm. they try to make up for it i mean how, the, tell me the percentage of people who are happy and how much money it took them to get to be okay and settle for that life yeah. and the people around them. How many people could they really say that those people are around them solely because of their personality and who they are? Yeah. It's like, you never know. And I was and like, that's know. one of the big things that I had. Like, I was like, I want to have my group together. If before then I gain all this money. Right. Yeah. And it was like, that's the thing about ambition. That's dangerous about it is when you chase all these dreams and you actually achieve these goals. Right. Mm hmm. Or is your ambition going to get bigger and you try to go for something else? And it's always one and one and one and one. And, mm -hmm. Right. Are you going to keep running even though you've already passed up your marker? And then there's the people who are usually successful say that they never try to arrive. They yeah. always and like because it's, it's kind of like that whole thing. Like, 
oh, did I accomplish or do I want to see how much I get away with? Yeah. I was like, but it's, it's good to have, it's a double ended, it's a double edged sword, right? I was like, because you gain, you get your goals, you get your accomplishments, right? But you find another thing that needs tailoring. Is it going to bring you down if you don't achieve it? That's why you do the whole thing. It's like, let me see how far I can get. Because if you don't get it, there was never a goal to get. It was just to see how far you got. I don't know, but that's not going to be, I mean, to me, it's not going to be satiating. And I guess that's the difference is like, I, like, I am definitely not where I want to be um, as a person, like as, as my husband's wife, as a mother to my kids and all that kind of stuff. But I am definitely better than I was five years ago. Yeah. And so I know I still need to go. And so I love who I am right now. And I'm grateful for her because she's going to continue to help me go to where I want to be. Yeah. And I'm not shameful or hating on who I was five years ago because she got me here. Yeah. And so am I satisfied? Yes. I am satisfied where I am now. But am I still hungry? Yes, because I can see, but the work is never done. I don't see work as a negative thing. I see it as an exciting thing. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my biggest points that I bring up whenever somebody comes to me, because I've had people come to me and be like, look, my life is terrible. Like, it's like, I'm thinking about, you know, terrible options. Yeah. And so then I will tell them, I was like, well, can you explain to me where you were three, five years ago? Mm-hmm. And then they start telling me and it's like, now look at where you are now. I was like, is it worse or is it better? Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's better. I've yeah. had some people say that it's been worse. And I was like, then you're, then you, it's only up from here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, you have, your, I was like, you can build your foundation. I was like, don't matter what. I was like, you can build your foundation on worse and you can build your foundation on better. Yeah. You can always start off from any point. And, but what I'm trying to say is here is like, in my experience too, is like, I've, I'm a lot better off than what I was back then. Mm-hmm. I was like, whether financially or whatever it's like, cause I took some steps mm-hmm. to make sure that it's that way, but I'm not done. Of course. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. And I was like, you know, I understand what you're, what you're saying, but I was like, I was like, if you have too much ambition, I guess mm-hmm. it can destroy you. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're too busy to enjoy your life. Yeah, I was like, enjoy everything. And then, but then I also think about something that I've seen in the senior community because I actually, I don't know, I get along with old people really well. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> and, and the thing is, what I see with them is when they stop working, their life, they their body, their physical, their mental, whatever, um, depreciates or just crumbles so much faster than those who don't. And so it's like, it's not a matter of like getting to the point where you don't have to work. It's that when you get to the point that your work is enjoyable, Mm. because I have a 97 year old grandfather that still lives at home alone with his wife. And unfortunately she is not doing as well, but he only has a nurse that comes and checks on her because he at 97 can't take care of her. Yeah. But he's never stopped tinkering. He's always been active. He's always been learning. He's And that's one thing that my grandmother, who is past, my mom's dad, he's always said, like, your mind is just like a muscle. As soon as you stop using it, 
you lose it. And so he dedicated his life to continue to use it. And he would go to college and still learn things. He would always be involved because that's where life was. Life is not escaping it, it's being in it. Yeah. I wish I had like a grandfather to talk to. Because I mean, I did have a grandfather that I used to talk to, but I was really young and he was not a great person. (laughs) there's a ton of old people out there who are great i know but because i was like but i was like to get what i'm saying is like i wish i had a grandfather to talk to but outside of my family i've talked to a bunch of old people Mm -hmm. and like the one of the greatest compliments i ever got was like you know it's like you all right you know (laughs) when i see and that's my thing is like i have a special place for the senior community because i really do believe and i've probably said this before is that whenever it's a african um, proverb that whenever a senior or an older person or an elder dies, a library burns. Yeah. And so uh, they have such great stories. They really do. Also, I was like, I've- if you want to pin pal, my grandfather is so looking for it. He's hurting so bad right now during this pandemic. And I guess this is a suggest to any of y'all, if you want to feel like you want to talk to somebody, there's some seniors that have been living this pandemic for several years. Yeah. I was like, if you ever want to feel good inside, get an old man to laugh. Right. <laughs> like, because it's like, because I've, I've helped old women, like, you know, with whatever they needed and stuff like that. And then like talking to them, they kind of just like, they talk about like, from my experience, they talk about like their husbands, they talk about, you know, how it used to be. And then when I talk to old men, they're always like, you know, they always talk about how it used to be. And like, oh, what you've been up to and like, oh, this reminds me of this. And they have mm. like a bunch of, they just have a bunch of good stories and they live some lives. Yeah. And I was like, it just, it's great to judge a gate or get a gauge of how things have passed by talking to, a, you know, an right? older gentleman or an older woman. And I don't know. I just take those to heart. That's why I was like, I was writing a story for a little bit about this man sitting on a bench, this old man sitting on the bench and someone mm-hmm. talking to him just to write in the, some of those stories that I've gotten from old. That's good. Yeah. But <laughs> it was like, we're putting out a PSA, go talk to your elderly, <laughs> I'm go telling, to your elderly home and talk to some random man. I'm, I'm telling you, I just, because that is, I forget what scale it was, but basically we're saying what age groups or whatever have that the hardest and the hardest is seniors. And the second hardest are, um, adolescents. Mm. And it's because seniors, they're at a point that they, they think in their mind they can't improve anymore. Yeah. There's no more life, quote unquote, to live. And then their body and their environment is failing them. And then they're losing. Their, literally, their friends are dying. Yeah. And they're being forgotten. So that is like the hardest thing. But I have the most fun with them. Mm. I remember every single time that I had to, I wanted to do water aerobics because I have really bad knees from the military. And, um, I would sign up for water, uh, water aerobics. And of course, most of them are going to be with a bunch of seniors. And I have felt the most unjudged <laughs> carefree. And so, and because when they have a younger person appreciate them, uh-huh. because most of the time they don't get appreciated by the younger generation. So uh-huh. when you do, they are so open to you generally. And even the crusty ones, I laugh at them because <laughs> I don't blame them. I mean, but they probably have a more sour reason like grumpy cat from Starbucks or whatever, which is in our previous episode. (laughs) But I don't know. I, they are the ones that really, they can give you some experience. I mean, they've experienced themselves. And generally when you talk to like 
older people, they always talk about, enjoy your life now. You have so much available to you now, you know, yeah. to take advantage of it. Because time um, brings you humanity. Mm-hmm. You say humanity as a whole, but I think the definition of humanity is showing kindness, being humble. Yeah. Well, it's because, I mean, if I look at humanity as like a whole mob, of course they're going to have that yes. mob mentality. We've but seen I mean, it recently. Yeah. <laughs> It's basically like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, all right, if you look in the sky, right, at night, you look at, if you're in the city, there's a lot of light pollution. You're only going to see like, you know, a couple stars. stars. You're out in the open, like there's no light pollution. You're going to see all the stars. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but it's just the blinding light. I guess you can, you can probably like analogize to this. The social media, the environment is probably that light pollution that makes you only see this few stars but yet if you unplug yourself and take yourself out of the environment you have less pollution and you can see what life is really is out there yeah i was like in our generation we are consumed by social media and of course you're not going to see all the kindness and stuff like that that humanity has after you always see the negativity and there's a lot of it i mean twitter is like it's full of Bad you always I know I always go back to Twitter I mean Facebook as well is like they have videos and shit of course of it like lives and everything but yeah but and that's the thing is like instead of seeing that is like man that really sucks me is like man I have an ample amount of work yeah. I see I get excited about that because I'm like I have a job that doesn't need done like as in a good thing as in like Man, there's so much for me to choose from to do good. And it's really not that hard. It takes the amount, the same amount of energy, if not more, because I've been there where I've had hate in my heart. And it really did. It took a lot of energy out of me. But when I finally like got over that hate and kind of forgave myself and forgave the other person, forgiveness is really is for you. It is not for them. Yeah. Learning how to forgive somebody, never expecting a forgive, you know, apology and a response is such a freeing thing. I'm telling you, it's like I have so much to offer and do, and I have a purpose. Like if you're looking for a purpose and you don't know what it is, just start as just being, leaving it better than when you found it. Yeah. Because you will never be, you'll never exhaust it, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's just thinking about that way is like, yes, you can be so underweight. And I've been there too, where like when I'm vegan and I see all these horrible animals being mistreated, people being mistreated, I can be bogged down by that whole idea. It's like, man, I'm only one person, but you know, I'm like, but you know what? When my my feet hit the floor, I'm damn sure going to make sure I exhaust myself and pursue to know that I at least did the best I could. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, like people are always talking about, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm like, do you really need it explained to you or could you just try and walk it out and see what happens? Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's my thing is like, which I know we were going to talk about in another episode is the pity oh, yeah. versus power. But, um, I don't know. Just going back. I was like freaking having an existential crisis and shit. <laughs> and it's like, but, uh, to go back to saying, you know, if we look at it, like, it's like, how important are you, right? You're always going to ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be in the back of your mind. I was sitting on my bed, like, thinking that, like, freaking, I think a couple months ago. 
Mm. I think a lot of people were, especially during this, during the pandemic, we're right now in February Mm. of 2021, still on the heels of a global thing. And, um, because whenever we started this podcast, right. Mm -hmm. It was the idea of like, well, you know, we want to be the good conversation. We want to be something that you want to hear and you kind of uplift yourself and like, you know, hear the thoughts from two different sides of like, you know, living and see if you can relate to this. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to tell you like, oh, if you're listening now, you know, we have ideas for you to try and better yourself or something like that. Right. Yeah. And watch us grow. Yeah. As we're doing it. <laughs> I was like, you know, we're not experts here, but this is just what we think, what we feel. And because on the on the previous episode, I talked about like the way that I was like, you know, I fought everybody. And I was like, or I was like in a bunch of fights and everything like that. And uh, I was thinking about that. And I was like, you know, I don't necessarily go out of my way to go, you know, get into violence or anything like that. It was just the way that I grew up was. And maybe I was thinking about this as like, you know, it's part of your environment way that I grew up was if you're going to be pushed around or whatever, you're going to continue to get pushed around your entire life. So whenever I actually stood up and saw that, it, you know, it was something to do, it changed me. Mm-hmm. And, and like, changed your environment. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what, which I was like, if I didn't make the decision, where would I be now? Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like going through like this whole thing. Rabbit hole of thoughts. Yeah. My freaking, my, if you don't know me, like I'm thinking all the time. <laughs> I was like, that's why I'm so quiet. <laughs> but it's always the quiet ones and uh but i was like i don't want to be perceived as someone who's like you know always going for the fight or going for like i don't think anybody would knowing you and being around you for a good portion of your life (laughs) yeah but it just it was a thing where i was thinking i was like is it because my you know my father or if it's because of you know people that i grew up around or something like that like they were attracted to violence and I don't know if that's from where they were growing up or whatever. And I was like, and it's some seeped into me. And, and then now you're at the point that you can say, okay, I recognize that that was an environment that I was subjected to, but at this point in my life, I can choose to have that affect me or not. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was like, um, it, it just like, it was a revelation, I guess. Right? Yeah. It hit mm-hmm. me in a way that it hasn't, like I just never thought about it before. Pause and reflection, yes. It's so much more important than motivation and experience. Yeah, you need to have those thoughts because like now when I think, when I think back, it's hard for me to pinpoint the times that I was kind in high school, I guess, right? And because it's, and I can always think about the times that I was bad in high school. Like Mm. it's easy to think about that. I I can think of one, the jokes you would give in class just to make the teacher laugh i mean she probably needed it (laughs) (laughs) just a natural born comedian (laughs) well i mean okay if you want some good as your friend i will say like you like making other people laugh and Mm -hmm. laughter is more than just uplifting is a chemical thing that happens to people that literally you know just even smiling or making somebody smile not even have to laugh does actually change somebody's mood so that alone is a good thing yeah I mean, I'm not trying to, like... He's not suicidal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, yo, are you all right? <laughs> what I'm trying to say the is... The second email from our psychologist that listens. Is <laughs> like, we have our... Ex- like, we have those existential questions, right? And you were going to I hope reflect. you do. Yeah, I hope you do. Because if I didn't think about that and I was just going on the way that I did, 
I feel like I would present myself as somebody who's like a fighter or somebody who's like always trying to start shit. And I didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And the legacy of that violence in your family is going to end with you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't cause it, my family, like the way that we grew up, it was now that like, I was like thinking about it. I was like, man, it's not, it's not great. Right? <laughs> There's so much. No Brady bunch here. <laughs> yeah. There is so much hate put in my family. Like if you would, cause I was like, I was talking to somebody at work. Right. And then they told me something that was absolutely like, I just didn't agree with at all. Right. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. And then I thought about like where they came from and how maybe they grew up cause they had like similar, like similar ways of growing up that I did. And it takes you to be that, uh, that stick, I guess it takes you to be that in like, uh, that point right Mm -hmm. like how you said it ends with you that like my my father's side of the family had a predisposed thoughts on certain things and they would try and like drill it into me i guess they would try and tell me how to think how to feel how to do this stuff right and it's from a point that they that was given to them under the idea and belief that that's the way you survive that's the way you're going to survive in this environment but it's up to you to be like do i do i want to believe that yeah and i was like i think that's why my family just doesn't get together is because they are uh hard-headed i guess (laughs) but yeah i just didn't want to be perceived as somebody who was like in our family we're definitely seen as aggressive hard-headed like, stubborn yeah like we are it ends with me yeah it's honestly like it's my way or the highway like you ain't gonna say you know we had to be my family the way that we grew up or from my perspective of seeing how they grew up they were like everybody's against me i had to take care of everything like it was like the world is on me mm. and then so whenever they pass on pretty much the torch because it was like we had a bunch of just like my you know, cousins and stuff like that. Seeing them grow up, uh, they kind of took on that torch, right? Mm. And it was just like, am I the only one that was like... Seeing a problem with this? Seeing a problem, right? I was like, are you just going to be like, oh, he's not worth my time. He's insignificant, right? Mm. Like they would look at other people as that way. Mm. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what you think we are. We're not a royalty. <laughs> yeah. Like, but... You know, that's, I can go on to that forever, right? But I just didn't want to be, it was a point of self-reflection that needed to be done because I felt like I was going down that path. Because mm-hmm. it's like, there's also some type of, uh, there's a, uh, I guess a, um, I'm trying to look for the word. Will? Temptation for it. Oh, okay. There's a temptation to be somewhat mm-hmm. seen as superior than everybody. And it's easy for you to fall down that path, at least in my family. Mm. It's all because you've been uh, taught that and stuff like that. Yeah. And I can, I can understand what you're saying. Cause I have only recently discovered the, the thought process in my family. Now I actually wasn't subjected to like that kind of hostility or anything like that, but I actually had a very loving environment, but we were always really broke and we were struggling and stuff. And then I, I didn't realize it, but that kind of thinking scarcity is a mindset. And I realized that I don't want scarcity 
to be a legacy that I teach my kids. Yeah. And so I want to, and so I needed to better myself. And now I have to forgive myself and watch how I talk and everything. Cause I'm like, okay, so I have the weight of generations because I can actually pinpoint it where it was. It was my mom's mom's mom who was one of this big family, but they were very well off. Yeah. And she wanted to, she was actually um, betrothed, I guess, <laughs> to this older gentleman, but he was very well off. Uh-huh. And they wanted her to go to this rich family. It's kind of like one of those romantic comedies or whatever. Yeah. But she was really in love with my grandfather, who was not wealthy at all. And so for her, they eloped and yeah. she was cut off. And she literally had to struggle. Mm-hmm. And so she had nothing. And so my grandmother grew up and that was course around. She was, she would have been 110. Her birthday was only a few a couple of days ago of my great grandmother. And so that was also during the depression and all that kind of stuff. And so that kind of mentality yeah. then was taught to my grandmother who then she learned ways to adapt and everything, but no abundance yeah. or financial security or the idea that money is available or all that is not taught to them. And then that also was spoken to my, to my dad and my mother, mm-hmm. like my grandparents, my dad's parents are well off. They're still living in their own house and stuff like that. But the way that he, I guess rebelled or whatever, he just had a different mindset that he just wanted to work for himself, but he didn't have like, he could make wealth short lived or whatever, but it hasn't been a legacy yet. Yeah. And then my mother, she has two generations of experience and belief taught into her. Mm-hmm. And then I took that as truth because I had nothing contradicting that mm-hmm. in my life because the environment that that would bring. Because except for my parents did do one thing right was that they did these a lot of trying to make themselves rich through these like trying like pyramid schemes and stuff like that. But there was some truth in it. Mm. It's all about mindset. It's all. And so then I was exposed to that kind of hunger where I do have somewhat control over my own destiny. And so I am now trying to unlearn that and choose. Do I want to continue to believe that I'm chasing money? And then the thought is, why is money running from me? Mm. Or do I want to believe that wealth is fluid and I can be given it and I can and be whatever the whole thing. That's what I'm actually working on now. But I realized that was a mindset. Mm-hmm. That is not truth. That is not fact. That was been taught to me as truth because that was a truth for them. Yeah. And that's the thing all about ideas and perspectives and who you choose to be. And that whole thing of how powerful the statement is. I will. Yeah. That's the most powerful, strengthening, empowering thing that you can say and do. It's like, do in that whole thing is like, I, my mantra right now is that I am going to, my legacy or the scarcity mindset stops with me. Mm. And that's my legacy for my kids. Yes. The temptation to believe that, oh, oh yeah, it's always, you know, I'm always broke or I'm always like, I could um, be tempted in that thinking because then that doesn't make me Oh, it's not a choice that was given to me or that's just my environment. When the truth is I can choose how I look at money and that relationship with it. Mm. So 
I know it's a little different <laughs> because it's a lo- one's a little more physical and like, and I was like, and, and everything, but yeah. that's my thing. I mean, no, not necessarily. I mean, it just, it was, I know we were going to talk about like, so let me just, let me put a disclaimer here, right? We were going to talk about something else different, but we'll do that for another episode, which is like, you know, I'm not going to tell you what we we're going to do, but <laughs> you just have to see us next Friday at 12 o'clock. You just have to see, but self-reflection is important because when I was little, you know, I was like, or when I was younger, um, my friends and stuff like that would call me like the gentle giant or stuff like that. It's like, you know, you would be gentle or I was gentle or I was kind or stuff like that. I was like, I was the, if in our, in our friend group, I was the, like the good basically yeah. not to say that my friends are bad or anything like that, no, but, but like, but no, you were like, yeah, everybody gets that title and stuff like that of yeah. something. And it's like, if you had, if you needed to know, it was like, Oh, what's the, you know, what, what would you do? Cause it's like, you do a lot of kind con- like you stuff like that. Like our game last night, I was actually really touched. Every thought if, if I could get away with anything for 24 hours, whatever, one was like steal from the library. None of it was murder. Yeah. None of it was robbing a I bank. Was like, I put, uh, you would steal some coffee tumblers. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, Oh, they really think of me of this really innocent person, but I really had a hard time figuring yeah. out. But I was like, but, so that was my like my title, right? And then as I grew up and like had went through different experiences, and now I lost that title pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just it it would hit me like a whirlwind as far as like self reflecting and thinking these questions, and it was like something that never had crossed my mind until I was like I heard the last, you know, or one of our previous podcasts, and it was, it just, it kind of surprised me because as far as like everybody's told me, you kind of like, you get those labels. You can't get rid of them. People give you labels and they, you know, they stick to them. Yeah. Unless you absolutely like crazy change them. And, uh, like the Joker. <laughs> yeah. And then the dark Knight rising or whatever. Like everybody's like, what in the Brokeback Mountain movie? Everybody's like, no, no, no. And then he yeah. did the Black Knight. And then we're like, okay, you redeemed yourself. <laughs> the Dark Knight. <laughs> what is it? The is Dark Knight. It, is it a Dark Knight? The Dark Knight? The Batman movie? Yeah, where the Joker was in it. Yeah, you said Black Knight. Oh, Black Knight. Well, it could be <laughs> like a purple blue, but anyways. Uh, uh, well, no, because the Black Knight is, is that Martin Lawrence? That's a good movie. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, labels, it'd be really hard to take those labels yeah, off. Yeah, it's or hard to take those labels off. That's what I'm trying to say. But I was like, but it just, it was a, it was different. I just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what happened. I was going down this path where I was like, I know if I keep going down it, I was going to be somebody that. You didn't really want to be. I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of like judging myself a little bit. Not hard like or anything like that. But it's like now if there's. It's choice here, right? So like I can either go this way and be like, man, you know, I ain't got to deal with that. Is like, or I could be like this way and it's like, well, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Or what is the next step to be able to do that? And I guess I, I ask that to anybody is like, when if you're not happy where you are or who you are and what is or what would you like to be, write it down. Like, write down what, what would, if you 
had the life you wanted to lead or whatever it is, what kind of, not just material things, but like your characteristics and everything, Yeah. write it down and then read books and listen to people that can tell you how to get there. Yeah. I was like, document it. Cause I wouldn't have known if we hadn't made that podcast. Yeah. If we made that episode, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I would have just been kept going on the same way. Cause now I was like, I was putting myself out there as like somebody who's like, you know, I was putting out. Come the, at me, bro. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, that's not what I, that's not. Your legacy that you want. No, that's not what I want because it's like, that was going towards like kind of the way that my dad's family grew up. And then my mom's family, they also have the superior complex, which I was like, I don't know why, but, but as far as whenever it trickled down to my father and to my mother, my father, he had that same sense that my, that that family had, but he kind of like over time he kind of realized mm-hmm. and he kind of like told me, he's like, all right, he's like, you're on the right track. He's like, you didn't follow in these footsteps. And then my mother was like, she, like, I pretty much grabbed her compassion and stuff like that and used it. And then my dad, I use his points as he always, he always knew what was right. Hmm. May, he may not have done. You might not have chosen. He it. might not have chosen the, you know, the choice, but he always knew. And he kind of put that sense into me. It's like, you know, what's right. It's up to you to choose what to do. And that's what integrity is. Yeah. And then my mother was like, you can always be kind. Kill him with kindness. Right. Yes. I do <laughs> love killing the Karens with kindness. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I can just, it, it was, you know, you can take situations from both parents. I mean, but that's why I just wanted to put, if you don't get anything from this episode <laughs> at all, and you're like, what the hell are they talking <laughs> right? about? Right, like we went from like humanity saving the world, humanity stinks. Yeah. I was like, just take an effect, document how you feel, and then self-reflect. Yes, because that's actually something I read in the um, 15 laws of um, growth, mm. or the um, 15 most powerful or instrument and it's by john maxwell if you just look up 15 he has several and one is about growth and one of the things he says more important than experience more important than uh, motivation is reflection yeah because that's where the lessons are learned you can experience a ton of things and learn the hard way to eventually but it's the amount of taking those experiences and reflecting is that is even more important than yeah. anything else and, and that and you just proven it Cause now you realize you had a choice where you didn't have it. You didn't think you did, or you didn't even know you were in it because you're making a choice every single day if you want to and not doing something is a choice. Yeah. So, but on that note, (laughs) we're going to bring this to a close. Uh, We want to thank you for listening in, you know, and uh, we also love feedback that you give us and also even the psychology. (laughs) Yeah. If you have any topics or anything like that, just let us know. We'll talk about it. Or them. any questions you want to have us like play around between us or anything like that. Yeah. I was like, we were going to have this conversation anyway, so I'm glad you were here for the experience. Yes. And always, I do appreciate that you allow us to grow in front of you. Like that was the thing about this podcast is that you're going to see us grow through some things as well. And I hope we all grow together. I hope we yeah. all benefit. I was like. Even if you don't agree with anything that we're saying. Hey, at least it grows you a little stronger yeah, too. Do like, it. At least, you know, <laughs> you, you get, get exposed. Yeah. 
It's like you don't want to be around everybody who has the same mindset. Right. And if you think of anybody else in your group that probably would benefit from us or laugh with us or grow with us, don't forget to share us on social media. You can also find us on uh, Instagram at the Cloud Cone Podcast. You can also email oh. us at cloudcompodcast at, at gmail.com. <laughs> And Twitter on Cloud Twitter Co- at Cloud Compete. I mean, ain't nobody following, but yeah. I mean. <laughs> or remember, it sounds like we're like trying to find a date. Like, I am pretty attractive. It's like, ladies. <laughs> Over here on Twitter. <laughs> Got fire. Sh- no, actually, no, I haven't posted anything, but, it's, <laughs> but I get on it. Will I get followers? <laughs> Thank you again. And until next Friday at 12, we'll talk to you later.